songs. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover, and I am so excited. Um, it's really a historical uh, day today. Um, not maybe for the reasons that you're thinking, but because we are going to have um, two people on the show today, and one of them does not have a child, at least a human child. Um, so uh, for the very first time, uh, you know, it's really it's like a it's like a secret clubhouse where no girls are allowed, but we've let in a girl today. Um, and uh, <laughs> I didn't tell you that you had to be quiet, but I love that you are both very quiet. Um, we're Canadian. Right now. We're Canadian. So we're just waiting for our turn. That's all. <laughs> I always forget because I'll go on other people's shows and they'll start talking. And then I'm like, oh, shit, can I talk? What's happening? So I apologize. I didn't tell you. So anyway, these are the hosts of the True Crime and Cocktails podcast. I don't know about you all. I like true crime and I love cocktails uh they are sisters please first of all welcome stay-at-home mom and podcaster christy oxborough hi <laughs> oh, that was very sing-songy <laughs> everything she says by the way that's like a thing yeah. about her no big deal oh wow um, that's a lot of pressure for the rest of this episode <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i can't hear you with all that speaking um and then also please welcome her sister actor and podcast host lauren ash hello hello, hello. I was going to make you. a joke that I that I rap everything I say or or I make a rhyme and then I was like again I'm we're setting the bar so high here it's going to be a nightmare for us so let's just you know get that out of the way right now I didn't I didn't tell you ahead of time that this whole show is a short form comedy show where we just do short form games um, uh, as we also talk Let me get the box of hats <laughs> I've got a whole chest of wigs here Yep yep so many wigs Oh, that is actually something I miss about doing short form is that you would have, at least when I would play, um, actually with Colton Dunn, who you ah, know, Lauren. I do. Uh, I do. Back in Minnesota, which I like to think of as sort of Canada light. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like we have similar, uh, what, mores and styles. Uh, yes. Anyway. But yeah, there would be like a whole wall behind where our stage was. And it was just all like silly hats and silly wigs and weird scarves. I, I do miss having that at my constant disposal. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, you know, as much as like I, when you start out doing improv and stuff like that, it's like that's the kind of world you're in. And then then you get into like your snooty phase or I did oh. anyway, my like snooty improv phase where I was like, oh, no, I uh, none it. of yeah, right. I'm like, well, none of that. That was with the phase of my life when I started telling people that Dumb and Dumber wasn't funny. Come on, Lauren. What a, what a dick. Dumb and Dumber is the funniest movie of all time. Like, I love that I went through a phase where I was like, it's not very highbrow comedy. No, no, no. Come on. Let's get real. Give us the wigs. Give us the prompts. Like, that's where the fun lies. I completely agree with you. That's why I have a puppet with me every time I get on stage and do stand up. Um, he's a no, that's not true. Um, <laughs> listen, I just I, breathe I, the Everly. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say I wouldn't judge her, but I love that Christy comes in with the whoa. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> well, the the joke is uh, we get messages from our uh, 
youngest son, he's in kindergarten, his teacher will send messages every day just to like let us calm down and know our children's fine. That's uh, nice. And uh, oh, yeah, it's lovely. Uh, she And she sent one today and it was like, all I got was the message that was like, this is so-and-so, I don't remember his name, but it's like, he's our special helper. He helps us with social skills. And when I opened the picture, it was a goddamn puppet. And I just went, <laughs> God. <laughs> and immediately I was like, I thought the point of this was to make me feel like my kid is safe at school. So just not not a fan, not a fan. He looked a little bit like Franklin from Arrested Development, so. Oh, which no. Was like, which one's yeah. Franklin? Uh, it was Job's puppet. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, it was a puppet so. that got into a lot of, lot of hot water, a lot of hot water. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. That is really funny. Don't yeah. worry. Your child is safe here with our menagerie of dolls and pretend people we talk to. Right? Everything. Oh. oh, speaking of which, so I have three kids. They are all boys. I have a five-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a 10-year-old, and they break me every day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So much so. I had to make this podcast. Christy, what do you what do you have over there? Uh, I have three boys as well. Oh shit, you know my pain. I know. Uh my oldest is going to be 16 in a few weeks, which I can't think about. Uh my middle one is nine and my youngest is five. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Whoa. So it's like we've we've both, you know, we're like jumping no it's a horrible metaphor I was gonna say we're like it's like we're jumping over fences and like you've just jumped over the next one and I I can just see the top of your head and I'm like oh god what is it like over there it's it's not pleasant it's not pleasant (laughs) (laughs) I mean the teen years alone are brutal but I'm learning that like high school is just a full nightmare on its own. So, oh no. Oh yeah. no, is it like you have to relive high school a little bit all over again? Uh well, I mean on the plus side, uh in high school, I was like the chubby, awkward girl, so I had just pure hell for me. Uh my son who's in high school is like athletic and on the football team and kind of a jock, but also like really great at math. So he seems to be doing great, which is great. And I'm so happy for him. So, so I think to answer, to answer yeah. your question, what she's saying is, yes, you do relive high school and it's annoying. Uh, I am, I am once again, ignored by the football team is what we're saying. <laughs> Yeah. He comes home from school and you're like, well, how was your perfect day? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Right. It's pretty close. I get a lot of like, oh, I'm just so tired. And I'm like, from doing what? <laughs> so he gets that a lot lately, especially when I spend, you know, a lot of hours in a week, like researching or doing podcast stuff that I didn't normally used to do. Uh, he'll just come home and be like, oh, exhausted. I'm like, yeah, you had to read a novel. Oh, like, <laughs> so he gets a lot of attitude back from me lately, but overall, they are good children. I feel it's like just, you know, boys have a very specific energy, oh. I feel. 
Yeah, it, the energy. It's all energy. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, I know that you are a, 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 a maybe a dog mom, a cat mom. Tell us your situation. I'm a, yeah, I'm a mother of both. And uh, I got to tell you, I also have three. And while I can't begin to compare my own experience <laughs> to the experience of raising three children, I, I wouldn't begin to. What I, The one thing that I do think I can slightly relate to is that one, okay. Two, fine. Three, it's exponential. I, I, am I, I, I don't know whether this speaks to your experiences, but it really does. The third seems like such a good idea, and, and I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I would never say I regretted it, but it's a lot. <laughs> the, the jump from one to two, not, not, not much. The jump from two to three is a chasm. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I just... Me, the, the jump from zero to one was obviously uh, like uh, like a hurricane. Of course. Uh, the jump from one to two was not as bad. I, well, no, that was pretty significant because all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit. But the jump from two to three was strangely not as much for me. But maybe oh. it was also because my sister was living with us at, when I had her him. So who knows? I don't know. But to me, it was just like, oh, we'll just throw another one on the pile. <laughs> I, I mean, that. that's kind of where my brain went, which is why I was like, we should have three, right? That makes sense. It's just another one. But we also made the decision of early on, like, we want to space them out far enough so we guarantee we only have one set of diapers at a time yeah. uh, because we felt two sets would kill us. So they're quite spaced out, which is great, except then you have like a baby and you have to take the middle one to swimming lessons and then quickly head on over to the football field to drop the other one off and then back over. And it's just it just means you're running all of these crazy errands with a baby in tow. And that's yeah. not pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, in my experience, the youngest one and the second one, too, it was just like, well, you're coming along. I'm so sorry. This is not working for you, but it has to, you yeah. know, you take a nap at swim practice now. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That lovely smell is chlorine. Get used to it. And they just that's what they do. You just. Yeah. For us, we wanted to just like do kind of pull up pull off the band-aid at the same time as much as possible so like have all the diapers together at once and just be like here's all the diet we just live in shit it's fine and it's temporary because <laughs> <laughs> it was at least for us it was hard because we you know we're about to have our we were about to have our third and all of a sudden it was like oh no like we are going back to diapers like we're starting from square one and it was a little devastating to think about honestly yeah listen I, if it makes you feel any better i've tried to diaper my incontinent chihuahua and she won't wear them so uh, <laughs> it's a different situation um you know it, what it means is that i literally live in shit much like you referred to so i and that's not going to change she's not going to grow out of that if anything it's going to get worse you know what i'm saying oh. so yeah i feel you i feel you <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, give us a lay of the land over there. So what's the dog cat ages situation, all of that? Okay, so I have two senior chihuahuas uh, and I have a cat. Believe it or not, all three are the same age. Now, the dogs were rescued, so they, they estimated their ages and I, I rescued them as adults. So, so it, I mean, give together? or take. 
They did not come together. Uh, so basically, I I rescued my cat Sharky when I was living in Chicago. Uh, that would have been 2009. So we're looking at this is his 12th year of life. There you go. Uh, and then a few years ago, I rescued my dog Fox, who was five at the time. So I guess, oh my gosh, I guess that would be seven years ago now. Um, and then two years ago, I rescued my dog Peaches, who was nine at the time. And, uh, you know, high needs, high needs, but... <laughs> Boy. Is but the happily one who requires the diaper she is the one who requires the diaper uh but you know she she has her good times and she has her bad times you know sometimes you know we can go months without any accidents in the house and then the next thing you know she's peeing in her own bed and shitting on the couch and you go where did i go wrong <laughs> you know um so yeah it's uh it's it's a it's a full house it's a full house with all three of them uh and again the one thing i do have to reference is is my cat sharky He's very affectionate, but during the pandemic, when I was home all the time, for some reason, and I, 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 the only thing that I've been able to attribute it to is that he has a severe FOMO and has been keeping himself awake all day, every day, because we've been home all day, every day. So he's become, but he's become like vicious. Like he, he attacks me. Only me. He attacks me. He bites me. He scratches me. Like it's gotten to the point, like I was doing workouts in my living room, like following along online to like an online dance class. And he would jump off of chairs across the room, biting like, like, I mean, blood running down my limbs, like that level. And yeah, he's never been like, again, he's, he's 12 this year. He's never been like that before. And since I've gone back to work uh, shooting on Superstore, it's, it's gone away. He, he, he stopped the behavior, but I've been on a break for Christmas and it started to rear its ugly head again. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know. This is, I mean, I love that cat. I would do anything for that cat, but there's been times where I've been like, what would happen if I just opened the door? You know, <laughs> if I just, oh no, he ran away. Oh no. I'm kidding. I never would, but I've thought about it. No, that is true mother behavior right there. That moment of like, what would happen if I just didn't pick him up from school. You know, like, <laughs> that is absolutely the thing. You're, of course, I love him so much. Would never think of it. Yes. But, but that moment, yeah. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel seen. I'll, I feel seen. I'll say, I think maybe in this situation, though, I might be sharky because I'm like, gosh. <laughs> I'm so used to having a certain amount of time. I mean, used to, I don't, nine months ago and everything before that. But I right. used to have like a little time, even if it was like an hour and a half, where I would just be alone and no no input and I could do what I needed to do. And now it's like, oh my God, you're still here. Uh, now you're doing a dance class. Like, uh, uh <laughs> you're always here. <laughs> so I get it. Maybe Sharky just needs alone time. Maybe Sharky's a, an introvert. I get it. Yeah, maybe that's true. I mean, I wish he'd just lock himself in a closet instead of attacking me from, <laughs> from, from an, an <laughs> elevated angle. But... Like the rest of a sharky. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, too funny. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a little coffee. I'm getting ready to tell you what's broken me. Um, <sighs> you know, a lot has been breaking me lately. Um, and one of the things, and this has been sort of um, gradually getting, you know, increasing my, my five-year-old, you know, he, he, we really didn't experience the terrible twos with him. He certainly was a three-nager in a lot of ways, but I think we got off pretty easy and I definitely got off easy because he's a real mama's boy. 
and uh and he's a sweetie and he's my little shadow and he's the kid that's most like me and he tells me that he loves me like 20 times a day or more he's just my widow sweetie pie um but and then four (laughs) i feel like was pretty good and easy um with him but five has been uh, increasingly difficult. Um, and he's been, and I don't know if it's the age or if it's the nine months in captivity or <laughs> what, but he has been really um, like much more moody and he will lash out at us when if he's like mad at his brother or something and I'll come in and be like Odie what are you doing you can't hit your brother he'll fucking kick me uh and stuff like that and I'm like whoa who the fuck are you like you I don't know you like I expect that from your brothers but you are my little baby who's so nice and now you're like uh yelling shut up and stuff and uh it might just well i mean here you go it leads to sort of my greater story here which is uh, a few days ago there was um a coup attempt and (laughs) (laughs) it's a small coup just like a wee little like a failed but like you know it was like a pretty just a um, small attempt to overthrow the government yeah 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 of course Uh (laughs) uh-huh And like everyone, most people, except for maybe the people who are trying to, you know, uh, overthrow the government, I was at home watching the coup on my television and just sort of like scrolling Twitter and being like, what the fuck is happening? And it's hard when you when you have kids, you don't know if you should like how much you should deal them in. Right. We're always kind of slowly dealing them in on what's (laughs) going on or what's gone on in the world. You know, and then there's some fun surprises that we just keep, uh, you know, the lid on until I guess they're much older. Um, actually, Christy, you've pr- I mean, at some point, you've probably had to talk to your kids about some of the horrible things, you know, your oldest, uh, some of the horrible things in the world. But, you know. Well, he unfortunately has a cell phone, so he tends to tell us stuff that he <laughs> finds out. Because, you know, he's going to school where he's supposed to not be looking at his phone and learning from a teacher. However, he's clearly learning from Twitter and stuff. So I will get like a, like he walked through the door, just like saunters in like nothing yesterday and just like, hey, yo, ma, you hear about Kanye? (laughs) (laughs) And that was my moment of like, dude, that was days ago. So It's just so nice to like finally get one up on him where I'm like, uh, yeah, obviously. Whereas like he will walk in the door and hear me listening to the weekend and just cry laughing because he's like, you are too old for this. I'm like, thanks, bud. Thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. He's harsh. He's he's a harsh critic. But uh, he definitely will try and let us know things he sees, but he's usually like missing a scotch of information or just has it a little mixed up so he just uh he's not the most informed but he tries you know yeah sorry sorry. i had a doorbell ring over here in case you're wondering why there was a cacophony of dogs barking yeah yeah that's that doesn't stop um yeah 
Listen, I, I, it, to answer your question before you even ask it, I haven't talked to my dogs or my cat about the coup no? yet, but it is a conversation oh. that I think I'm going to have to have sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> I shielded them from the news. Yes. Well, yeah, in some so ways, like, I think Sharky, Sharky has been staging his own coup on me for, for the last <laughs> nine months. So there you go. <laughs> it's, it's of yourself. So I didn't know, like, in our house, we're pretty like vocal about stuff. We talk about what's going on in the news generally. Um, you know, we don't. You know, we might not tell them a hundred percent of what's going on to to because our eight year old is very sensitive and he'll get really sad and upset. You know, if we tell him all the details of things, because uh, he can't imagine humanity is so bad. Um, but. So when when this uh, was happening, you know, we had the news on the whole day, um, all day long. And, you know, luckily, it was more just the, the thing that was happening, like, just sort of the um, how amazing and historical and scary all of this was, was kind of, that was the main thrust of it, I think, for the kids, Right. And on one hand, I don't want them to feel scared, but on the other hand, um, I too feel very alarmed and scared. Um, so the whole day, and this, you know, and it lasted all past, you know, f- for us here on the Pacific Coast, all day long, uh, past bedtime, like into the night. So it was all day long, we still had to parent, you know, we still had to make lunch and... My five-year-old all day long wanted to play games, like he wanted to do stuff and play Candyland. And um, I found myself, you know, I wanted to be a good parent who said yes, <laughs> um, but I also was so conscious of the, I don't know, like the just the historical implications of what was going on. And that I, I really truly felt like I needed to understand what was going on moment by moment. I mean, maybe that's just, you know, me being in the year 2021, uh, feeling like I always have to know what's going on every second. But um, I found it very difficult, uh, nay, impossible to parent <laughs> during that whole day. Um, so that's what really broke me. I just... Yeah, that's I it. think that that's a that's a really reasonable breaking. I think uh, I think that's a really <laughs> yeah, that's a really understandable one. Um, you're like, I would love to play Candyland, but I also want to make sure that you know the the the, the, the people in the capital aren't aren't murdering our elected officials. Like, I right? I do think that that's that that's. I mean, I would say, uh, not being a parent of humans, that that I would hope that you could give yourself a break about that one, because man, that's. I mean, it broke the best of us. This this is this is the test that has been the last almost year of our lives um, is, is just what's, what's the, what's the breaking point today, yeah. you know? And, and yeah. I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, on the heels of a, of a airborne pathogen that's, that's killing uh, so many um, on the heels of that, <laughs> then, then a, a coup, a coup attempt. I, I think that that's maybe a day that you can just check out. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a that's a hey you see that ipad i'd like you to have 12 hours on that today that oh that's what that God. day says to me yeah. anyway i seriously was like hey can you go see what's on television why don't you go see where's that ipad like all day long i was like i was like a fucking pusher like a drug dealer just like what do you want do you smoke smoke um because i just needed him to like occupy himself here's the other thing so like the day before the um the coup attempt um we uh had had uh finally gotten we broke down my uh youngest son's um like toddler bed like it had been a crib and then it was just a a a bed essentially a tiny bed the size of a crib and then we finally got rid of that and got this like loft bed from ikea and it was a whole like two three days putting this stupid loft bed together and then moving everything and of course we had to rearrange the whole their whole room all three of them share a bedroom oh heaven help you (laughs) but uh (laughs) but we had to take you know all the sort of lights off of the walls and all of the book they each have like a they each have a little light by by their bed that is in the wall and then they each have like a little two little bookshelves that um are like fit into the wall and so we had to take all that down and cover up the paint hole you know the the holes in the walls and then move all the beds and of course rearrange everything and it's very tight and so you have it was very like okay we got to put this futon here and then we got to move the bed here but then we got to move the dresser like this just to like even so anyway so every night after we finally got the beds in place, they've been like, where are our lights? We need our lights. Oh, oh my God. So, every, you know, and then it's like, we need our bookcases. And, and this whole time there's like tools in the hallway and like <laughs> screws and a, and a fucking drill on their dresser. And it's just like a total mess. And so in the midst of all of this, chaos which was already in the midst of a bunch of chaos just with the pandemic then there was also this sort of uh <clears throat> renovation chaos and uh and we're, we're just reeling from all of it and my yeah so the the kids also being like can you put in our lights it was just like i can't there is a coup attempt <laughs> I can't. put in your lights i'm sorry and no no i can't play candyland Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my what gosh! A Listen, that's. I mean, uh, I, I was already on uh, on on team checkout before I heard about the renovation <laughs> project. <laughs> no. I think it's. I think it's amazing that you were out of bed, out from under a duvet, not drunk. You know. <laughs> yeah. You. Thank you yeah. for assuming I was out of bed, not drunk, too. Um, You're so welcome. You're so I welcome. Mean, I, I don't know if I can promise that I was, but. Uh, I might have. I might. Well, at some point, and still at some point. doing your best, doing your best. <laughs> doing Thank your you. Best. But just I like have... classic kid, right? Though to like completely ignore <laughs> and be oblivious to everything that's going on and everybody else's needs, and just pick like the most insignificant thing in the world that has to happen now, oh or they'll die. And it's like. You're not going to die. You're going to be just fine. My arm could be cut off. I could be bleeding out. And my son would be like, why can't I have a waffle? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I could. Hello. 
An ambulance like could you're... show up at the door and be like, hey, I'm here to take you to the hospital. And my youngest would be like, but I need an iced tea first. Yes. Like, Why well, do I have yeah. to get the door? Yes. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Why do I do everything? Yeah. You guys sound like you're <laughs> describing a lot of my ex-boyfriends. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Oh no. Oh, you gotta laugh. Um, hey, these boys get raised to be somebody, right? Yes. <laughs> so so they can di- they can disappoint us now and they can disappoint partners later in life. You know, that's what goes. <laughs> that is my worst, not my worst, but that's one of my worst nightmares. It's like, oh, I'm gonna raise a kid to be a terrible partner. Uh, oh like, right. I I can't stop thinking about yes. a a girl or uh, I guess anyone, a person in the future being like, wow, that dude's an asshole. That, and just like in a romantic way, someone can be like, ah, he's a dick. Normally fine. Sure. But if a romantic partner is like, wow, what a dick. I want nothing to do with them. If they get dumped, I'm going to take that as a personal offense (laughs) that that I've done something wrong. It's like, Something I've made wasn't good enough for them. So I'm like, damn it, I got to try again. That's why you have multiple children. So you don't do it right the first time. You just keep trying until you're broken and you can't fathom a fourth one. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, though. You got to have a backup because it's a, you know, it's all an experiment. You can't just do one experiment. I mean, you can. God bless. Honestly, if you're out there and you've only done this once, good for you. Uh, Yeah, they knew uh, when to stop. Yeah, they well, knew when yeah. to stop. I'll tell you this. I'm an only child. And uh, Christy and I are, full disclosure, yeah. we're, sisters, we're sisters by life, but we're, we're cousins by blood. So, uh, oh. I, yeah, so we didn't grow up in the same house. We were very close. Oh. We didn't grow up in the same house. And I, I got to tell you a couple of things. One, I am fascinated hearing stories about sibling dynamic, like sibling (laughs) dynamics to me are so fascinating because I have no concept. So for me, when I was growing up and my friends would like complain about their sisters or something, I'm like, what do you mean? You have a built-in best friend. And they're like, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) 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 So yeah, so I I do have to say that in some ways I'm very envious because I would have loved to have had, you know, a seemingly some, some best friends. Uh, although again, I know it doesn't work that way. Um, and also, you know, someone to help shoulder the burden, uh, when eventually I, you know, <laughs> I have to care for my, my parents, but <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I'm not thinking about her elderly years yet. Uh, but you know, the, the idea of having someone else to have to shoulder that with you does sound yeah. nice. Anyway. Um, Hey, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And thank God for you. And thank God with for our- you. With my kids, I, I, it's so hard not all the time to be like, you better be nice to each other because one day your father and I are going to be dead or you're going to need to take <laughs> care of us and you are all going to have to get this together and make it work because we're going to die. Uh, but it, I mean, you can't say that. You yeah, there's so, there's so many times you just want to let them know, like, love me while I'm still here. Treat me properly while you can. I, like as though I'm a ticking time bomb just waiting to go. But it's like you just you just have to. But like our middle one, maybe it's something about the middle child, but he's he's always been like the sensitive one. Yeah. So we always want to make sure that it's like you, you he can't watch a certain show but at a certain time because 
it'll be nightmare city or just weeping. Weeping. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. And this was a couple years ago. And it was something happened at dinner and he started talking back. And I was so thrown off because I was like, what is he doing? He's never been like this. He's the sweet angel face that just like is so emotional and in tune with others' emotions. And he's so great. So what the hell is going on? And so I called him on it. I was like, what are you doing? And he looked me dead in the eye and went, I wish I had another family. And that was my, that was my moment of, like, <laughs> and so I was just like, well, I wish you were in your room for the night. And so it's like, go as though it, as though I'm not like destroyed inside. And he, he has since then been like, no, I didn't mean that. But his, his angel face is just a little tarnished. He's got a little bit of an attitude now because now nine is like the new 13, apparently. I don't know. It's awful. <laughs> well, oh listen, just to, just to, if this, I don't know if this is going to make you feel any better, but, but speaking yeah. of times that I broke my parent, um, so I was a very intelligent young child, uh, big surprise. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I, and I remember, and I remember this to this day. I can tell you what I was wearing. I can tell you everything. Like, it's vivid in my memory. Oh. So it was when I was about seven. And at the time, there was, this was like 1990. Yeah, I've just told you how old I am. It's fine. Anyway, uh, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. I'm still alive. Anyway, um, so I, I have a body that works and yeah. <laughs> and I breathe. Yeah, exactly. Um, so at this time, and I don't know if other people remember this. I don't know if either of you remember this, but there was a ton of anti-abortion messaging like on television, there was like a lot of commercials, like abortion stops a beating oh. heart. There was like billboards in my hometown, abortion stops a beating heart. So I knew what that meant. For whatever uh -huh. reason, I understood that abortion meant killing a baby before it was born. Like, I, I guess, and, I, and I'm surprised because it wasn't like any of that messaging was super explicit, but I really did know what that, that meant for whatever reason. Uh -huh. And I was in a fight with my mother. We were getting into her car. Oh, and boy. I said to her, and I, again, I, pro I remember every moment of this. I looked her, I looked her in the eyes and I said, I wish you had gotten an abortion. <gasps> yeah. I was seven. Oh, yeah. I was seven years uh -huh. old. Yep. And I said, I wish you had gotten an abortion. And I will never forget the look on her face. I'll never forget. Like it was so many, it was so many things at the same time, which as an adult now I'm realizing what she was processing. It was a, my seven-year-old knows what abortion means. B, oh my gosh, she just told me she wished she wishes that I'd had an abortion instead of having her. C, what drama? <laughs> like that's a level of dramatic. That is oh, so hang on, guys. Hey, do you need help? <laughs> that feels so right. Someone wants a waffle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are uh there are people outside. Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love that you said that to your mother. <laughs> I thought sorry. it might make you feel better about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We're just chatting. There's a lot of, uh, you know, package thefts lately. Oh, and uh, yes. two people just like rolled up in front of the house. 
uh, on bikes with uh, packages on their bikes. <gasps> and uh, and I was like, ooh. And then they like, they just, you know, they look like they're fishing for stuff. Listen, I, I drove up on people going towards my porch the other day with packages on it. So it's a real thing for sure. In LA anyway. Good God. Ugh. Ugh. And uh, my husband is teaching... But I don't think I have any packages down there. My husband's in the next room teaching an improv class over Zoom. and <laughs> That feels right. <laughs> and my children are downstairs watching TV and I don't know what, who knows what they're, you know, something terrible on YouTube. So hopefully. Oh, why always YouTube? So hopefully they won't <laughs> steal anything. But I don't think there's anything really out there to steal. Ooh, get the fuck away from my house. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, don't so like stressful. it. My 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 parents. Oh my god, no! My next door neighbors have like a. It looks like an oven or like a washing machine or something that they've. Look, it's classy over here. They they just took it out and put it in front of our porch. Um, so maybe they're just checking that out to see. Uh, I just full out Gladdest like just now, knocking <laughs> on the window, being like, "Hey, do you need help?" Move the, here's the other thing if they were not like the if they were just being friendly and and cool people the fact that he just sort of idly stared at me and then looked away and just didn't move I, it feels like it tells me everything i need to know oh yeah totally <laughs> he's like cool i'll just wait here while you steal things that's the thing we do it's cool all right well anyway hopefully everything is real chill sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry for that interruption okay. no not at all where the fuck were we oh i was just oh. telling my my charming abortion story <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> oh. i love it. okay wait so go back so you the here's where i checked out because there yes. were people out there and they're still yes there. of course no worries uh but uh uh you remembered everything. You said, I wish you had an abortion. Your mom yes. looked at you and it sounded like time stopped in that moment. So yeah, take us from there. Yeah. So I, I think now as an adult, because her, the look on her face is so burned into my brain. I, I now as an adult, I can, I can kind of decipher more of the multitudes of, of emotions and thoughts she was having in those moments in that, in that moment, the first of which being, Oh my God, my seven year old understands the concept of abortion. The second of which <laughs> <laughs> which being, uh, you know, shock that my seven-year-old has said this to me. Oh my God, she's just said that she she would have preferred to have been an abortion. And then thirdly, I think it was, I think the third the third emotion was, what dramatics? Like, I don't even know what the fight was over. Like, what are you fighting with your mother about when you're seven? I don't know. Like, I wanted new shoelaces. I have no clue. I don't remember any of the lead up. But Make I again, me a waffle. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, no waffles. I wish I'd been an abortion. Like, it just. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, you know, zero to 80 for a, for anybody, but certainly for a seven-year-old child. <laughs> so Christy, I hope that, I hope that maybe yeah. this, this uh, makes you feel a little bit better about at least your child just said he wished he had another family. <laughs> so, so basically he wished he was adopted as opposed to aborted. That makes me feel better because he still doesn't want me in his life he wants to live 
he still has that I really want to be here, just not yep. with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so yeah. yeah. It's a small one, tiny one. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, sometimes when they irritate me, I do make myself feel better by thinking, you you're their godmother. You're the godmother of all three. I am, I am yeah. So I like to feel that you take some of the burden. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. I do. It, it's just, it makes me, it makes me feel a little better. Like it, it's just nice to know that there's another person in the trenches. We're in the foxhole together. That's a thing, right? Of course. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It should also be noted that I have offered to have the drug talk with Christie's children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were, you were supposed to have the sex talk, but it's been a few years since you've seen my kids and. <laughs> And the oldest one is like, oh, it was bordering on too late. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, yeah, I, love the, I love the idea that Auntie Lauren, who they see, you know, sadly, not as often <laughs> as we would like, would fly in and be like, hey, gather around, kids. Open up my big magical purse and find your fun presents. Now, when a penis gets engorged. <laughs> I just assumed in that lovely uh, bag of yours, you would pull out some sort of puppets and yep. then it would become a whole, th a whole thing. Kids learn, kids learn them with puppets and then they're scared for life and they're terrified of puppets. I am terrified of puppets, so I get it. Yeah. Are you really, are you afraid of puppets? They're, they creep me out. Yeah, that's fair. It's just, there's something, like I can handle like, other, like stuffed animals and other toys, but there's something about the eyes mm. on a puppet and the mouth is just slightly agape and just the thought <laughs> that, that someone is going to put their hand in there and move them out. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> Can I ask a quick follow-up? Yes. What about a marionette? Is, does a, mar is, a, is a marionette enca uh, encapsulated under puppets? Um, if its head can move, I don't want to look at it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Sesame Street. I can handle all of the monsters, but get the fuck away, Prairie Dawn. You know what I mean? She's got that wrinkly pink neck. I can't. I just can't. But like Grover, adorable. Cookie Monster, adorable. Anything that looks like it's trying to be a person, but it's not. <laughs> I just can't. I see. I see. Okay, I'm getting yeah. it. So a ventriloquist yeah. dummy. That's a that's a hard no as well. That is a hard no, uh, <laughs> especially now that my middle once angel face is now he has discovered R.L. Stein. Oh, and he yes. and and the main thing is this: the dummy, the slappy, the ventriloquist dummy or whatever his name is he fucking loves it he thinks it's great he wanted like he plays a game uh on one of our phones that's goosebumps he watched the movies he plays an xbox game he's already wrapped it since christmas and is playing it again he thinks it's great whereas i'm like i don't want that dummy in my home so let's let's stop it at we'll play the games and see it on tv i'm just terrified he's gonna ask for an actual one someday <laughs> <laughs> wait christy this okay i i love how much overlap there is with our middle kids because my eight-year-old yeah. is the is the sensitive one who will cry yes. we can't let him see certain things we can't let him know certain things um for example our um our dog went to live in seattle and oh. years ago and he still lives there you guys just fucking be cool um <laughs> 
He'll never know. He'll never know. He'll be like 25. He'll be like, my childhood dog has lived for a thousand years. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but he also likes scary stuff, spooky stuff, scary stuff. He's the he's the only one of the three of them that like that. What is that yeah. about? That's so strange. The, the sensitive ones like the spooky, scary shit. It's like they just love feeling, you know, like their emotions are just so raw and high that they're just like, I feel they feel everything in extreme. And so to them, spooky is just like so fucking cool. Oh, you're right. So it's like, what's more exciting than feeling extra? Maybe is that like. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe it's the creepy because you get that like nervous, terrified, but you know enough that you're like, I'm safe. It can't hurt me. Whereas if Slappy is in my living room, he might not be so cool with it. I don't know. I don't want to find out is what I'm saying. Oh, my my youngest feels it because every time that game comes on, you just see tiny little hands go over his eyes and he's like, nope, he doesn't want to look at it. And I'm like, what's going on, buddy? And he's like, nope, nope, I just don't like the goosebump. I'm like, yeah, I get it, bud. I get it. <laughs> it's not uh, for everybody. Chrissy, are you in Canada currently? I am, yeah. I'm oh. in Saskatchewan. Right on. And Lauren, are you also in Los Angeles where I am? I am, yes. <clears throat> Beautiful. Have you yeah. seen – so I assume that, that Christy hasn't seen this, but Lauren, have you seen the Bob Barker – no, Bob Baker Marionette Theater here in Los Angeles? You know what? I have heard of this. I have never – attended or been but i have there. i know of the i know of this as a thing yes and i did think yeah. I, i'm glad you corrected yourself because i did think it was bob burker i'm not gonna lie to you and then i was like the host of price is right also loved puppets what but now i know that i was wrong so <laughs> bob barker things we know he loved yeah. spaying and neutering pets prices being right long skinny <laughs> microphones marionettes <laughs> Uh, no but it is kind of a spooky uh like there are people i think that go to that thing the bob baker marionette theater without kids because it is like very kitschy and strange but it's it it, there's it is kind of coop like coopy what is that it's like kooky and i don't know what that was um (laughs) but it's like creepy there we go it was kooky and creepy um it's like creepy and kitschy Ah, there it is. Okay. Uh, Lauren, is there, did you have a story that you wanted to tell that you haven't told already? Well, listen, I do think that me telling my mother that I wish she'd had an abortion when I was seven, I don't know that I can top that one. Um, it, I hadn't, I hadn't planned on telling that one. Uh, it was Christie's uh, mentioning about, I wish I had another family that made the penny drop. The one that I was going to tell now just seems so benign. Oh, tell it anyway. It's a roller coaster. Take us on a journey. Okay, sure. So I truthfully, and this is going to sound like, okay, Lauren, but, but truthfully, I was a fairly, um, easy child I think my mother would attest to this uh other than my moments of high drama i.e you should have aborted me um but I I the one time the one time that I had a complete tantrum um there was something it was Saturday morning and there was somewhere where the whole family needed to go I don't know where it was I don't know why but my mom and I were living with uh my grandparents at that time my aunt was over at that time like the whole Fandamily was going somewhere for something and they tried to get me 
up to get in the car during Scooby-Doo. Oh, (laughs) oh, no. And again, keep in mind, like as a child who in general is like very easy, I didn't really throw tantrums. I was not, you know, I was not really, again, I was very obedient and, and quite calm. I literally was like, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) And I was, I couldn't understand how we couldn't wait like an extra seven minutes to find out like how the Scooby-Doo episode ended. And so I remember being carried screaming, which again, like I I do have these very early (laughs) memories, very vivid. And I got put into the car seat in the car. I was probably maybe three or four. I think I was about three actually. And I, I screamed and then I kicked my foot like in my tantrum and I kicked my aunt in the face real hard, so hard, so hard that my shoe came off. Whoa! And there was like it happened to her face. (laughs) And there was was, it was like a record scratch moment. Like it was like (laughs) like time, sound, everything stood still because at that time I was very close to my aunt, and I think the reason why they had had her put me in the car was because I think they thought, oh, she'll be good for her. Like she's not gonna freak out for her. And I'll never forget we like locked eyes and sat for a for a beat, like a beat. Eye, of eye contact and then she just started to laugh and thank god that that's how that went but i think it was because it was like we both without saying the words we communicated like that was fucking ridiculous <laughs> I'm, i am out of control right now and she just started to laugh and then that was it and and i never threw a tantrum a tantrum i don't think for years after that uh but that was definitely i feel like i broke the whole family that day and all the we do so there you go that's amazing. <laughs> I think oh, no. we've all learned the lesson. Nobody interrupts the do, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. What What if it had been the one episode where it wasn't somebody in a mask? It was an actual monster. Well, I'd say they that, would, Christine. They would have made you miss that. Well, I did miss it, so I'll never know. Is the point. See? Never know. See? I love that I just justify you kicking someone in the face. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> So hard that my yeah. shoe came off, like real hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I also yeah. think it's interesting to note that that was a formative experience. Like you were so little, and yet you remember it so vividly, and yes. that it was like, oh, what's gonna happen? And she laughed. I think it's interesting to note that then you have become a comedic actor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. You know what? I think you've done about a year of therapy in the last thirty seconds. <laughs> for me um i haven't thought about it through that lens and oh yeah that's definitely that's very literal i feel like that's not a hard leap um yeah yeah it definitely was formative i think also because i had i rarely remember irritating people or upsetting people like i i i think was maybe along the lines of both of your middle children like i think i was quite sensitive and so i yeah those two memories really do stand out to me as like I said or did something that like, oh my gosh, like, t- like the earth stopped for a second oh, uh, and really feeling that in those moments. But yes, definitely the laugh. You, you, you can't deny it. You can't deny it. <laughs> and Chris- you're going to love, I just want to know, yeah. was there blood? Yeah. Like as a mother, as a mother, I'm like, oh my God, is somebody bleeding? Like that's, that's my thing. I'm just dying to know. Yeah. There was no blood. I didn't get her in the nose. I think I popped her like in the cheek, like cheek to jaw okay. area. Okay. So yeah, if, if I had gotten her in the nose, for sure there would have been blood, for sure. 
okay, well, no harm, no foul, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Blew off. My God. Yeah. And uh, same same question for you, Christy. I I loved your story. It, do you have did you have a different story you planned on telling, or was that the story you planned on telling? Um. Oh well. I mean, I've got I've got so many. My children have blessed me with so so many mental breakdowns. Feel free to share. I mean, um, I'm pretty sure I just had a mental breakdown in like November. It was- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Uh. I mean, I've got stuff as simple as like. My oldest, when he was about like 18 months old, put him down for a nap. And then you realize like he's been quiet just a little too long for it to be a nap. And so you go in the room and find out he's taken the diaper cream. And I'm not talking like no name brand. I'm talking that expensive shit and used an entire jar and rubbed it through his hair, up and down his legs, and then made handprints on his carpet. (laughs) And that stuff does not come off with water nicely, like, because it's not supposed to. Um, And it smells like fish. Yeah, yeah. So it's great. So I've got little things like that. But my kids did that too. I'm so glad it was diaper cream and not uh, human feces. Oh, 100%. Uh, no, I, I know people who have had like a child that has like painted on the walls with their own shit. And, uh, I'm thankful it was have- diaper cream, but my God, that's my not a it, joy. I've it out Cause I have yeah. like little flits and flickers of memories of like, cleaning, sure. um, it out of like the crevices of cribs. Um, yeah. but I think my brain won't let me go there. <laughs> sure. I mean, <laughs> When I was thinking in advance uh, before this and trying to think of like what's like one of the big ones that I remember where I just had a moment where you kind of like laugh and cry at the same time because you don't know what to do. Um, This would have been like just over five years ago. My youngest was like about eight months old or so at the time and we were moving because we had just had this baby months before and we were like, you know what? We want a bigger house because we decided we didn't want our kids to share a room because we thought that might be a nightmare for us. <laughs> Spoiler alert, two of them now share a room so I can have an office to record a podcast. It's <laughs> 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 funny how that works. Uh, so we, it's, it's the month of August. It's hot, like so hot. I won't even say the degrees because I realize we're two different temperatures and if I said it was 40, you guys would be like, that's nothing. And it's like, uh, t- I mean, it's like Celsius. That's like, yeah, that's like 105. 105 there we go. Oh, I love that I brought my American translator along. Yes, Thank you very much. Thank, God. Thank you. Yep. Um, so it's super hot out. And one day we had two uh, showings that we had to get out for. Uh, and so it's always like you have to leave the house for at least an hour because you don't want to come back when they're still there. You also have to leave. So you're not like leaving as they come in. So you have yeah. to leave a little bit early. So you have to give them at least an hour. And it has to and be clean. E- exactly. And so we had uh, the three kids, two cats and a dog. Now the two cats, thankfully hated people, lived in the basement, hid. Nobody knew we had cats while they came <laughs> through the house. The dog, we couldn't leave. Um, and she was like, about like a 75 pound dog. Um, Not very bright, but bless her. So I love her so much. Uh, So we had to take her with us. 
So all five of us and this dog have to leave the house. And it's like, well, what do you do for an hour? You can't like go shopping and leave the dog in the car. So it's like, well, I guess we're going to go to a park. So we did that for the first showing, but it was so hot. And we were like, okay, good. We have a couple hours before the next showing. Let's go home, chill out at home for a bit, get the air conditioning, and then we're just going to do this all again. So we're like, you know what? The poor baby has been in his car seat for most of this. Let's put him in the jolly jumper. Let him have, you know, let him let him stretch his legs for a bit. So we're sitting on the couch, just kind of chilling out. Baby's bouncing. The other two, I'm going to be honest, I have no idea where they were. I'm sure they were fine. (laughs) So we're sitting there and we look up and we're like, oh, okay, we've got we've got to leave in the next like half hour. So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. And all of a sudden, that moment where we're both hit with the most unbelievable smell and we're like, oh, someone's got to change the baby. So you do as parents do. And you look at the other parent and you both like mentally rock, paper, scissors over who has to do it. Because <laughs> ne- neither of you really wants to do it. Because based no. on the smell, you're like, oh, that's going to be at least a six wiper. You know what I mean? <laughs> So so it's like, okay, we got to figure something out. So we kind of looked at each other. I lost. So I'm like, that's fine. I get up to go get the baby and I stare at him and I'm like, my brain couldn't comprehend what I was looking at. And I was like, how is there mud everywhere? What's going on? It turns out when we had put him in the jolly jumper because it was hot, he was only in a diaper and a onesie. The Jolly Jumper kind of grabbed his onesie and made it so he had a little butt cheek sticking out. And he had proceeded to just shit all over the floor. And and keep in mind, he's been jumping in it. So he was grinding it into our carpet. It was like as if he was trying to make wine out of it the old-fashioned way. The, The worst part is our carpet was white. No, <gasps> carpet, no. And we we had people coming in the next half hour, so this was the moment where I was like, "What? Like, what do you what do you do?" So my husband and I were just like, "Okay, one of us has to go and completely hose down this baby. The other one has to figure out how to collapse this jolly jumper and not throw it out the door." And. Uh, rub the carpet, and then sit there with a hairdryer to try and dry it so that the carpet won't be wet so that if they take their shoes off, which some do, some don't, you don't want them walking across it and being like, oh my God, what's wrong with this house? (laughs) And you also don't want your house to smell like shit when you have people coming to look at it. So there's me on my hands and knees scrubbing shit out of the carpet. I run to the kitchen. I've got like a boiling water on the stove with a couple sticks of cinnamon so I can try and make it smell more pleasant. (laughs) My husband is like quickly bathing the baby and then opening and closing the door in a huge fan. Like (laughs) it was madness. And thankfully it was like, as we were pulling out of the driveway, we, we parked uh, at the back of the house we were pulling out and we could see them pulling up to the front of the house. And we were like, thank God. And joke is we, I don't believe that person's bought the house, but somebody soon did. So we only had to deal with it being for sale for a month, thankfully. But that, Oh my God. I still think I'm not okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love the instinct of, oh my God, there's human feces that's been thrown around my home. Get the cinnamon sticks on the stove. <laughs> well, the joke is that was my um, house selling sense because we had we had a full checklist. Our realtor uh, was she was the real fucking deal. Uh, it was she so sold much her house that, like, in a month. Good job. <laughs> yes, right. Well, it was like before you leave the house, make sure you have a specific like lighter kind of music playing make sure all of the house lights are on make sure you know we had to make sure cat litter was done so that people didn't think we had cats um (laughs) not that we tried to hide it but we didn't want the cats coming out and whatever uh we also had to uh we had limes and lemons we had to have them sliced and laid out on a plate for like a decorative reason i guess i don't know she thought it looked yeah she thought it looked nice and gave a hint of citrus which I loved her for. Uh, so there's me also slicing fucking limes <laughs> and putting it in a pattern and trying to ignore the fact that I've just scrubbed shit out of a floor. It's, That's, it's that a goddamn is motherhood nightmare. encapsulated right there. I was, yeah. I was slicing limes, trying to make yeah. it into a pretty pattern, ignoring the, the shit smell in the air or like the fact yeah. that I just cleaned up a river of shit. Yeah. I mean, it was not my first time in that house cleaning up shit off the floor. And, oh, <laughs> I can't imagine it was the first or the last. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was the it was the last, thankfully, because then we moved into a we moved into a house with no carpet. And so now it's just a wipe up everything because there's always shit. There's always shit. Uh the first time, though, would have been years before that when we first got my dog. I realize this is not a child story, but it is a dog mother story, I guess we'll say. <laughs> um, we got her when she was like six months old. I had begged my husband to get a dog. He never grew up with pets, so he just didn't really get it. So he was like, I don't know. What's the what's the big deal about a dog? And I was like, because I need it. I need a dog. And I was like, I love a dog. I'm like, who am I going to love every day? He's like, I don't know, me. And I was like, but who else? Like, I need this dog. And so finally, finally, he's like, okay, fine. Yeah, let's get a dog. So I was like, great, let's go get this. So we pick this beautiful little thing from a, a animal shelter and she was very skittish and we sh- we knew right away like i had seen pictures of them online and i went to get one of them but when we walked up to the kennel she jumped up and was barking in our faces and we're like oh yeah we don't care for that and we looked and there was one cowering in the back and i was like oh i'd like to see the one in the back and they brought her into a special room so we can meet her in a quieter space. And we held out our hands and she sniffed our hands and peed. And I went, that's our dog. That is our dog. Uh, and so I should have I should have known right away that she had some like issues going on. Uh, she, her and her uh, litter were not raised very well. They were about six months old uh, when we got her, but they were treated very poorly. Uh, so she was terrified of men, especially very tall men and men in hats seem mm-hmm. to just drive her bananas. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so we have her for about a month and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out to the store. I'll only be a couple hours. I'm going to lock her in a little kennel in our bedroom and just leave it there. We'll be fine. It sounds like so a I, sound plan. 
Right? And I gave her the very calming, like, I'll be right back. You're barely going to know. Just have a nap as though she understands English. So that's fine. So I go, I'm gone maybe two hours and I open the door and I'm hit in the face with just a shit smell. And I'm like, that, that can't be good. But I'm like, that means she shit in the cage. She's going to need to be bathed. But I'm like, okay, what a shitty situation. No pun intended. But I'm like, you know what? I can handle this. It's fine. I could not handle it. Um, I, I went into the bedroom and as soon as I opened the door, like I still see it when I open, like I close my eyes, I can still see the bedroom and I am in, immediately just get the sweats. She had an absolute freak out to the point where she like jumped and moved the kennel to the complete opposite corner of the room. Whoa. It was slightly bent. Uh, she had not only completely shit herself, but scratched up the carpet all the way across the room. So the middle of the room was just a full piece of carpet was missing. Whoa! And, and like down to the part where you could like see like the like staples or like nails underneath. <laughs> and mixed in with all of that was just a deep, thick layer of dog shit throughout the room. <laughs> And I'm sitting there going, what do I do? And all I could think of was my husband is going to be home in a few hours. And I told him getting a dog was going to be a great experience. (laughs) What am I going to do? So I was in full panic mode and I had to like, like scrub as best I can. But even that I can't replace carpet in the span of time. So needless to say, the carpet was still ripped up when we moved out. Uh, it, it was always a sore spot every time we saw it, which was only every single day. Um, in, your, in your bedroom, great. Yeah, in always in our room, which is which is nothing to uh, make you want to like get it on, exactly. right? Is you see the carpet and you're like, oh right, and it's Look. like, yeah, no, so sorry, so sorry. I'm filled uh, with resentment. I yeah. something about this doesn't make me want to fuck now. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> which, is, which is shocking. So shocking. Uh so yeah, she uh it turns out she had just like a tiny bit of separation anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't leave her alone oh, no. for another few months. Yeah, it was it was really bad. The the real joke is. I was expecting my husband to just blow up the second he came home, but he handled it in like typical dad fashion. He walked in. I was like, I'm just going to warn you. I kind of explained the situation. He walked in, he looked at the carpet and just went, ah, I love dogs and walked out. (laughs) What a champ. What a champ. Yeah. I remember oh, she texted he, he me. He buried that down. He buried that down. Sure. Yeah. I remember in the moment, because the day before you had got the dog and sent me all these texts and stuff like that. And then the next day, I remember getting a picture of the destruction in that room. And I was just like, yeah. oh, wow. This is, well, <laughs> yeah. You got a dog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, and even if maybe time, it was a tiny dog, but. How much time had passed between you getting her and this event? Um, I only had her for like a few weeks. Oh my God. So it was, he was still not a hundred percent on board with getting a dog, but knew he'd already given in, but it was like so far 
The dog wakes us up early, like four in the morning to go pee, but I deal with it. So he's just accepts it. So it was like up to that point, he was like, dogs are fine, I guess. But I think that was his tipping point where it was like from then on, he's like, when that dog goes, that's it. Never a dog again. And uh, yeah, never a dog again. <laughs> I, I have I have since begged for cats and we got cats during the pandemic, which feels like a crazy idea. <laughs> I've been considering because this is how out of my mind I've gotten over the last yeah. 10 months. I have been thinking about I've gone on Pet Finder and I've been looking at cats and dogs and uh, yeah, and then I think about the reality of that and I'm like this is a terrible idea. My house is such a mess right now. I can't even like how would I have another thing to take care of and pay attention to and clean up after? Because yeah, we had we had an elderly dog uh there at the end and he he shit on the floor all the time and it was awful. And I that yeah. feeling of like walking in the door and having that smell hit you and you're like, fuck yeah, fuck. Like the last yeah. thing I need to deal with right now. I don't know. I'm out of my mind. All right, we should wrap listen. This. Yes, of course. I will just say, I think also you're setting a real precedence if you're getting an animal in your home all the time that when eventually, God willing, the world does go back to normal, that's when I think there's going to be some universal separation anxiety. <laughs> so, word yeah. of caution. Word of caution. Yeah. Well, I see, I got the cats thinking, I've got all this free time. Yeah. Because uh, I wasn't doing much. And then Lauren's like, hey, you want to start a podcast? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what's that? Like 10 hours a week out of my day? And it's like, no, bitch, it's like 80. <laughs> so it's, wow, it's, you guys are it's doing been it a right. real, it's well, been listen, a real, uh, yeah, real Christy, <laughs> we should say our, our, our podcast, True Crime and Cocktails, uh, the first season we were dealing with all of the Netflix Unsolved Mysteries episodes and Christy does amazing <gasps> amazing research and she legitimately does like put in hours and hours and hours daily she also runs all of our social media so it has become like two full-time jobs for her and yeah. i feel bad because it was my idea and i've basically been like here you go bye i i can't help all the time so anyway long story short too late um it's been a joy but it's really it's really been uh it's been a burden for her let's just call it like it is so there you that go that is amazing that that is <laughs> let's start a podcast and now you do all of it <laughs> there have been more than one lunches where my kids are like we want macaroni and cheese we want this and i'm like guess what many wheats <laughs> you get cereal or you get nothing yeah Mama's we've had a lot of those because it's because it's like mom's got a case. I got stuff to do, you know. I have watched the that whole all. I was so sad when they were over all of the um, uh, what did you say? Unsolved mystery, the new ones. Yes, Ugh, yes. they are just yeah. a delight. If you have not watched those, people get on it. And I'm going to need to listen to your podcast so that I can hear all of your thoughts because it was such Absolutely. a good uh, season. Was it one season or two? There's two seasons, but it was only six episodes per season on on right. the the Netflix series. So so we cover them all in uh in our on our show and and yeah and it's uh it's a delight. Christy again, Christy's research is really <laughs> exceptional. All jokes aside, so check it out for sure if you want some more some more information on those cases. 
Yes, true crime and cocktails. Um, is there anything else you would like to promote or tell people to check out, follow you on social media, all that stuff? You can follow uh, True Crime and Cocktails on Instagram and Facebook at that name and on Twitter at Not Detectives. Um, you can also <laughs> see me detective. on Supercore at Not Detectives. Is True Crime and Cocktails too many characters for Twitter? So, yeah, we're not detectives. <laughs> Uh, you can see me on Superstore for one more season. This is our last season of the show. Uh, and then after that, guess what? I guess somebody, I guess, unless another gig comes around, I'm going to get a lot more involved in this podcast. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's either that or this pandemic has to end. So you can just move in and then my kids can get a hot lunch. <laughs> I, would, I am available for hot lunches and sex talks. So <laughs> put me in coach. I'm ready to go. Uh, also, if, we, bag. Yep. Yeah. if we could also toss in the uh the uh don't speak with strangers and the drug talk that'd be great i'm on it I'm that'd on be it. great uh but yeah that's 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 all we got to plug but uh thank you so much for having us betsy this oh has been God. so much yeah. fun Thank you for coming on the show. You two are a riot. And I am really actually, I am truly excited to take a listen to True Crime and Cocktails. Um, everyone uh, check out Illuminati Improv, the uh, improv school that Ari, my husband, and Jessica Eason, who you know, uh, along with our friend Corey, have uh, created online. Come take a class on Zoom. It's for fun. Um, and, uh, and of course, come and join our um Facebook group. It's a nice place with nice people. All right. Uh, so, Lauren, I know yeah. that you don't have human children, but you have dog and cat children. And I can definitely say by listening to you that you are doing a great job with, Thank those, you. with those furry children. Or whatever I appreciate like. that. Fur babies. I hate that. I hate that. Uh, that term all right um but if you accept it i shall okay anyway i'm out of my mind christy <laughs> christy you are you are doing a great job i hope you know that i hope people are telling you that thank you it is uh it's nice to hear <laughs> you need to hear it right otherwise, yeah otherwise yeah these, these little clowns you made are just like ugh, you so you know because they appreciate nothing yes. They're so ungrateful. So ungrateful. I know. So ungrateful. <sighs> well, you're doing a great job too, Betsy. It should it shouldn't yeah. be remiss if we didn't bring that up. I mean, again, you got through a you know an attempted coup, and and as far as I know, you didn't drink yourself into a to a coma. So good on you. I mean, I'm here. I woke up this morning, right? You're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Thanks, steps. Lauren. Thanks, Christy. I appreciate that. Well, if you at home are listening and uh, and and you've just been, you know, kicked in the face so hard that a shoe came off, <laughs> or you're frantically, just frantically chopping limes, um, or you uh, <laughs> you uh, you you've just uh, witnessed an attempted coup, and you're just not in the mood to play Candyland. Um, just know that you are doing a great job. My mommy drinks. Imagine a podcast. Now, imagine a musical. Now, imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it because it's real and it has a name. 
One million musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One million musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.